Welcome aboard the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover, your quiet and carefree highway in the sky. We invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy your grand circle tour of Main Street Mechies. We're back, baby! Hey! We're hey. back! The boys are back! <laughs> the boys are back! And that's as far as I can go with fair use. I am your uh, definitely ghost host, uh, because we ghosted everybody for like three weeks, Alex. <laughs> And I am your other ghosty hosty with the mosty Noah, and we're back, and sorry about that, folks, but we're here. It's been a busy two weeks. Yeah, that is, uh, I think that's uh, to say the minimum, it has been a busy two weeks. Um, But we are back with the show uh, about Disney Imagineering by hopeful Disney Imagineers. Gotta slip that in just real quick. Uh, (laughs) And we're back with some pretty fun stuff, too. Yeah, I've been holding this in for, you know, longer than is healthy. But uh, for those of you who didn't hear the last episode, um, last week, let's see, it's been a little over a week since I got back from my trip to Disneyland. And uh, I'm just going to say this now, my voice might be a little off this episode because I have fallen ill. So you'll have to excuse my, the occasional uh, raspy voice and cough, but hopefully it'll contribute to... uh, the the audio appeal of the show (laughs) anyways uh i went to disneyland had a great time got a lot to talk about and uh that's what we're gonna do right here right now should we just go right into it i don't think i got anything else for us to talk about let's dive right in so uh we were there for i think we had four and a half days our first day we got there at like 6 30 p.m just because LA traffic and flights and and everything like that. Right off the bat, we're so when you first get to the park, you have to scan all your tickets and then they need to take your picture and print out your physical ticket. It's like a Friday night and we just get there and this cast member working entrance is just like, "Wow, you guys picked the worst time to show up oh. for the first time." <laughs> And we're, and we're just like, sorry, this is just when we got here. And she was laughing about it. And I'm sure it was just because she was stressed because there were huge crowds trying to get into Disneyland. But that was how we started the trip off. Also, I don't know why we decided to go into Disneyland in the evening on a Friday night because the crowds were insane and the electrical parade is back, oh, yeah. which is great. Woo-hoo! But also, if, if you want to cross from the left side of the park to the right side of the park it's dang near impossible we did it once and it was nightmarish just waiting for a break in the parade before we could cross and we also had someone in our group who who was in a wheelchair so that added some some complexity to uh the ebb and flow of the trip but uh that's how that started that's uh an interesting start so a couple a couple questions on on this. So one, did not expect to hear that Disneyland uh, is like crazy. Like the the there's that there's a rush at like six at night. Is that did you did you yeah, mean six I at think night it's or just, six in the morning? No, six at night. I think it's people like getting off of work and heading into the like all the pass holders and everyone just rushing the parks, and that's where they huh. all decided to go. Yeah, we were not expecting that, and uh, getting around was very difficult, but we did manage, I think we managed to do like four rides in four hours, which was pretty good. We did uh, 
haunted mansion that's impressive i'll be honest i was surprised we did that it was uh haunted mansion thunder mountain astro blasters and oh i'm missing one we did one more but we got like a good amount i think you texted me i think i did yeah oh here we go uh in six hours, we did Haunted Mansion, Thunder Mountain, Buzz Lightyear, Smuggler's Run, Jungle Cruise, and Indiana Jones. So it was more than I thought. Okay, so that was the first day. That was the first day, and we cram-packed it in, and we stayed until midnight. And that's the only night we stayed until midnight, I think, because we just wanted to get as much out of that half day as possible. But let's see. Oh, there were some really big differences or not differences but changes happening in the park um so pirates was closed which we discussed already but that was just a bummer uh that's like our go-to it's nighttime and we just want to like sit somewhere and and hang out while the shows are going on that's what we would have done but we did not have that opportunity also most of new orleans square was fenced off it was more walls than original like just what it's supposed to look like which was kind of a bummer because that's one of my favorite areas of disneyland yeah so does that mean you were closed off from like your your splash mountain hideaway place where you could like look at splash Mountain? luckily that was open so it was on our first day it was weird they added more walls each day that we were there in new orleans square so at first it was just pirates and then I think they're they're putting back the light stands for Fantasmic, so they have the areas in front of the river kind of blocked mm. off. We were able to, you know, keep walking and get to Haunted Mansion and Splash Mountain and, and all that. But by our third day, you couldn't even walk back into those back streets of New Orleans Square because they were totally walled off, which is one of my favorite things to do in that area is just kind of walk around back there. So that was, uh, eh, it was, eh, I'll say that. Disney, this, okay, the groundbreaking revelation of this trip is we had a much better time in California Adventure, like, on average, than in Disneyland. Hey, you're, you're coming over to, like, my, that's how I am when I go to Disneyland. Like, that's, that's, like, I chill out there in California Adventure. Like, I could honestly do, like, one day in, uh, in Disneyland and, like, chill out in Galaxy's Edge, but then spend, like, to the next like two days of a three-day trip like just in california adventure just hanging out i feel like it's oh, a lot yeah. more fun and I, I think in the past it's been kind of 50 50 but with the balance of like in disneyland there is starting at 8 30 there is electrical parade immediately after that is fireworks immediately after that is another electrical parade so if you're there past like seven it's it's going to be insanely crowded and so after that, we hopped over to California Adventure uh, in the evenings every day. Just to, like, get some space and, like... Yeah, just to get some space. It was so cramped, and getting around with a wheelchair was a new experience. But also, and this brings me to my first engineering kind of point from this trip, so pretty much every ride has some form of accessible loading procedure for people in in wheelchairs or or anyone that might not be able to like climb into the ride vehicle or if there are stairs to get to or from the ride vehicles there's alternate loading areas i had never used those before Mm -hmm. and i used a lot of them on this trip and like space mountain for example there's the main loading area and just in front of it is the 
uh, accessible loading area where the track slides into place and sends the train down the track. And then when you come back, slides your train out of the way and lets all the other ones go by. Wow. That was very cool because I love a track switch. <laughs> but also the the process of <laughs> the process of, you know, they have this kind of waiting area and you show up and you're like, we have fast and we have lightning lanes for this time. And they say, okay, wait in this area when the train, like the accessible train gets back in, we'll load people on it as that happens. And so we eventually got on, but I think it would have been faster if we just stood in the regular line. But then there are other rides like Thunder Mountain where you just go in the exit basically and load in the train. Indiana Jones, there's an elevator that you take up and then you cross over the tracks and then you go down to the loading platform. Incredicoaster, you pretty much just go in the exit and wait for a spot to open up when they stick you in. But it was very interesting. Like, I had never seen any of this stuff before. And there are also vehicles on some dark rides that are specifically designed to latch in a wheelchair. Like on Midway Mania, we saw a, a car come along because, how to describe, those cars are, they're two-sided, and then there's two cars to each kind of pair for Toy Story Mania. Yeah. And for the uh, accessible car, they take a whole, the middle piece, like the middle section that both sides of the car sit against, they take that out and wheel the person in and the gun comes down and that also like actuates the locks that grip their wheels. And we were just watching all of this and it's like, that's wow, really interesting and something I don't think I have ever given any thought to because it's never affected me. But it's on every ride, I'm pretty sure. That is really cool that you were able to experience that and to actually like see how that worked. Because I feel like if you don't know that, then like especially when like you and I are designing ride vehicles and stuff like that in the mouse gears and stuff like that, we're not thinking about that because that's not our experience. Yeah. But that's something that influences. Uh, like cycle time it influences how many people you can get through the ride in a day it influences what you can do as far as like mechanics on rails and stuff like that because mm-hmm. if you asked any any engineer like what they would want to do as far as like keeping things safe the first answer you're going to get is bolt it to the ground yeah. so it can never move ever again <laughs> keep it stationary yeah but i mean then you add in the fact that it's like well no you gotta swap tra- you gotta swap a uh, swap vehicle so you can use an accessible vehicle and yeah. or like you have to be able to like pull a vehicle off to the side so that it can you know but i wow that really lends the track list to have like a crazy big advantage in opposed to any of the ride systems. Yeah, and uh, speaking of trackless, we rode Rise of the Resistance. And oh, yes, let's get into this. Oh, buddy, it was so good. First of all, we didn't end up buying individual lightning lanes for it because we were looking at the app and we were saying, oh, let's head over to Rise and see what the weight is. On our way over, it breaks down. We keep heading mm-hmm. over. There's a small crowd in front of it, and it just so happens right as we get there, the cast members are announcing that they're going to reopen the ride and you know, they're trying to keep the stampede from being too crazy. It was still crazy. Um, but I think we waited maybe like 30 minutes before we got to kidding. Oh yeah. It it was amazing. Like we didn't pay for it. The only ride we bought fast passes for the individual lightning lane was cars just because 
that line is always super long and it's it's yeah. worth it um no yeah we we didn't like walk straight into the front or anything there was still a pretty good line but like half an hour compared to like 90 minutes it's pretty good oh yeah and not paying that's the and not paying I, I paid to wait a half hour yeah like <laughs> and, it, and it feels <laughs> good to that. wait a half hour when you know the line gets so crazy long i think we took the train uh so a couple of mornings actually every morning that we could molly and i got up early and tried to get to the parks like as they opened because mm-hmm. that was the one time where it wasn't super crazy busy in the parks and so we were taking the train and it takes you over the kind of transition between critter country and galaxy's edge and that's where the queue for rise stretches when it's at its fullest and we saw so many people like spilling out of the line and all the way back and the wait was like 120 minutes and yeah. we were like oh jeez that's crazy that's that's not that's pretty like average for a rise line that's... too like i feel like you're usually seeing like 3 hours in a rise line yeah it's it it, it gets crazy and so i'm really glad that we got so lucky but rise so amazing everyone in our group thought the same thing the the transport shuttle so after the main pre-show with bb8 and ray the transport shuttle was a lot bigger than i thought it was going to be i pictured something a little smaller and this thing was huge the the motion sim in that shuttle is like just right like i was Uh i was kind of off balance every now and then but it wasn't knocking me to the floor or anything like that i don't think i used a handrail because there weren't any open so i could have fallen but like it's just enough to sell the effect, the windows around. I stood near the back instead of near the front next to the animatronic. But once you get on the, the ship and you're in the big room, oh, oh my gosh. I It's insane. I wanted to stay in that room for hours. It is so... <laughs> and you could tell everyone felt the same way because the cast members are saying like, down this hallway, down this hallway... Everyone that was on our shuttle is just standing, looking around, and just taking pictures. And it's so, so big. That was another thing that the scale was kind of off. I don't think I expected it to be that big. It was. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the one thing that kind of went awry on my experience. So you go through the big room, you go down a hallway, you say how many are in your group, and then they send you to stand on some colored spots near a room and the colors correspond to the row of the eventual trackless ride vehicle that you'll be sitting in so it's important we had a group of six so we got split up four and two but we still went in the same interrogation room there was another person from a different group who got separated from their plus one we were still all in the same room but she got moved to our group and so we go in the interrogation scene happens we go to the loading area for the trackless vehicles and these girls are like in the completely wrong rows and they, cause they just wanted to sit together and we're all here. Like we are all in this row and someone's like, someone here wasn't assigned like white group. What's going on. And eventually we just had to, I think, uh, move some other people around because of it. But that system seems a little lax when it kind of matters that everyone gets on quickly so that they can dispatch. And like, we ended up waiting another five minutes or something because these people weren't fessing up that they just wanted to sit together. So 
is is kind of meh. And then the rest of the ride was fantastic and breathtaking and incredible it is that that ride is 100 like from start to finish cue to like disembark yeah is just jaw to the floor there is so much to look at i want to ride that ride like 70 more times because there's so much to see yeah um i do want to ask because i never saw the normal cue i just saw like the quick the quick fast pass right plus how is the normal one the normal one so i don't know what the lightning lane queue looks like but the normal one took us into the caves the caves slowly became more and more populated with resistance gear in each room so it was like a series of chambers and you know one would just have a couple of like blinking light modules on the walls the next one had the lockers for everyone that was you know part of the resistance the next one had some displays showing where different things were and then they kept going like that until we got to the the bb8 ray room did you see all of that when you did uh, okay it? no the lightning lane one at least in world is literally just like the tunnels with the lights and then you pop out and you're you're right next to the bb8 room and you just kind of like nice. go right in yeah it's oh. it's nice as far as time frame goes but yeah. it you miss all of the all of the stuff. I'm. I mean, you showed like I had never seen those lockers before that you that mm-hmm. you showed uh, on on your dear Imagineer Instagram, and so like that's a really cool little it's, detail that I would love to see. It's really cool, but also the queue itself up until the BB-8 room is not super interesting. Like I mm. kind of expected some more like some announcements playing over the speakers or some interactive something or other but it's pretty much just like walking through a museum where it's like here's all these props and set pieces that's cool all right you're in the bb8 room and i do remember now actually seeing the lightning lane tunnel branching into the bb8 room and seeing those people kind of strut in like they own the place so that (laughs) that tracks i will uh I will say, I, I wonder how much of the, like, beginning of it being a museum, how much of that is lent to the fact that it's it's the Star Wars fan base. Yeah. And, like, to be honest, that's what they want. Mm-hmm. They, they want, like, a museum, and they, they want to see Star Wars stuff displayed. Right. And that's the coolest thing ever, whereas you and me are kind of like, no, let's make this cool, like, let's make it, yeah. like, I don't know, let me shoot something with a blaster while I'm waiting yeah. in line. Yeah, and I get that. You know, the whole idea is that we're just kind of happening upon this resistance base and it's supposed to be hidden. But also none of the props or anything, like maybe it's because I don't have a great eye for for Star Wars references. I didn't recognize anything. Like there was the occasional like X-Wing pilot's helmet in the lockers and that was really cool. There were the occasional laser blasters in the lockers. Other than that, just some outfits hanging up and some various screens and and blinking lights and you couldn't even press the buttons not that you Mm. should because of covid but you definitely did i tried once tried i tried once (laughs) the funny enough the the group in front of us there was one person in that group and she touched everything she stuck her fingers in the cage of the lockers she tried touching the clothing she tried like lifting some things that were made to look like they were loose objects, but they were actually like stuck down. Um, and so seeing that, I was kind of like, eh, I don't think I need to touch everything in here. Maybe just a button. And then I did. And it was yeah. wonderful. <laughs> well, that's, I'm, I'm so glad you got to ride rise. Same. Yeah. Did you say you got to ride it once or twice? Just once. Once we did it once, just once. we were like, 
there we go. We did it. We're not going to try our fate again. Done. You got your luck and you, I mean, that was, that was honestly how we were, how we were doing it mm-hmm. on our trip too, was like, and we, our luck came in when the fact that I got to ride it a second time. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, you, when you get on there in the standard queue in 30 minutes, like that is that's insane. a miracle. I cannot believe you pulled that off. Yeah. I'm so glad we did. And then, uh. On our first night, we rode Smuggler's Run. So, uh, Molly gets motion sick on simulators. And her dad, who was also with us, gets motion sick on simulators. But he insisted on riding it, just to experience it, which I respect. I respect the hustle. Fair enough. What I don't understand is that he said he should be one of the pilots. Because... Now that's... (laughs) And his logic was, well, if I'm focusing really hard and I'm doing a task, maybe it won't affect me so much. And so... He was thinking of it like driving. He was thinking of it like driving, and it's much different, but I, we tried warning him. So uh, I was an engineer, which I had never done before. <laughs> I know. Which Wait, <laughs> wait I thought you said you, you were going to do everything in your power not to get stuck as an engineer. Well, it started out like that, and then I realized that, you know, he was only going to be a pilot, Molly only wanted to be a gunner because it meant she didn't have to look at the screen that much. And then uh, her mom wanted to be the other pilot and all the roles were filled. And I was like, okay, fine. And then I found out engineer is not just pressing a button to get the coaxium. It's fixing the ship and hitting buttons as they pop up, which was... So this whole time you were, whole time you were like crapping on engineer on the engineer role. You had only been a gunner, which is literally just push. I had only been a pilot. In my defense. You had been a pilot? Yeah. And you were on the other roles? <laughs> I thought that engineer, because they made it sound like engineers, you'll you'll fix the ship and then you'll deploy our, our uh, harpoon or whatever to get the coaxium. And so from what I actually know, so the last time we went to Disneyland, there were two people we didn't know that came in our group and they were the engineers. So that's why I didn't get reviews from them. But now I know, mm. and it's a good time, and it's also great to shout along with the action from the back of the cockpit while everyone else is focusing. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you should have heard me. I was, like, shouting at everyone and just saying, like, look out, we're gonna get hit, ah! and getting into it. Because we had mm. a full, you know, ride vehicle to our group. There weren't any, you know, strangers. Randos. Any randos, yeah. yeah. So we had fun with it. Um, that being said, her dad did get very nauseous after that. Oh. He, he made it through the ride. Like we did a good job. We didn't, you know, crash into a bunch of stuff. The ship was in good condition. After that, we walked over to Indy because we were saying, let's all go ride Indy now. And he sat it out because his head was not in the right place. And oh, it, for like the rest of the night, he was out of commission, but he got it in the once and, and that's all it took. I will say, though, we walked on. We went to Smugglers at, like, 8, probably. There's no line. We just walked straight into the main, uh, like, the chess room before you enter the ride vehicle. They, I've noticed Smugglers, one, it's not everybody's favorite. Mm-hmm. And I think putting Smugglers in Magic, or, like, putting... Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge yeah. in Disneyland actually kind of helps it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not saying that like Hollywood Studios doesn't have a bunch of huge ticket items, but there is there is a 
surplus of rides in Disneyland and Magic Kingdom in comparison to any of the other parks. Yeah. And it just spreads everybody out just enough that mm-hmm. if you have a high cycle time, you can blow through people. Yeah. And just have, like, no wait. Yeah. And so that that's basically what we experienced. And I think every day there was no wait for smugglers in the morning and no wait past, like, 6, 7 p.m. Every day, even weekends. So... That's crazy. Batu's so awesome at night. I can't believe people weren't just chilling there. And that must, like, that makes me think people must be going and getting in line for Rise. And that was the other thing. Rise closes early. Uh, Like, Disneyland closes at midnight. I'm pretty sure Rise closes at, like, 9 or 10. And I don't know why. We were trying to figure out why that would be. Like, maybe there's a bunch of cast members that they want to release, or they're doing, like... But there aren't that many cast members on that ride, so I don't know. But yeah, every night at nine, they stopped letting people get in line. Hmm. That is that is weird. That's a weird one. I I, I have no answer for that. Yeah, I have I don't, no idea. I don't know. And maybe it's like that in Hollywood Studios too. I don't know. I, not so. None of the parks are open as late. Like I think. Oh, that's it, true. Or I think Magic Kingdom closes at like eleven, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering right. Uh, Epcot's at ten, Hollywood's at ten, okay. Animals at like six or seven. Yeah. Uh, so Jeez. none of them are open that late, and they they used to be open till like, I think Magic was always midnight. Mm-hmm. Epcot I think has always been ten. Yeah. Um, and Hollywood I think was in like the eleven o'clock range, but. Since COVID, they've been they've dialed huh. back the hours. Or I don't think it's not because of COVID; it's because of labor shortages. That's fair. Yeah, and that's interesting. So they've dialed the hours back. But apparently, I think Epcot's going to get a nice. I'm expecting it to get a nice boost because their international program is starting back up. Oh, is it? And yeah, well, yeah, that's they great. announced that a little bit ago that Epcot will begin that back. And by getting that back, they can move a chunk of the cast members from the world showcase yeah. over into the other parks and honestly like that's probably the last puzzle piece they needed before they could that's fair get like a good number on staffing that's interesting um, i'm glad they're bringing it back yeah. that's great yeah that was always the plan it was just travel <laughs> was limiting it that makes sense okay so you rode rise yeah just real quick you mm. hadn't seen batu at night what did you think after i told you you had to see it Oh, I loved it. We, yeah, so we were there when we rode Smugglers. I think I have a video I took just, like, from my chest of us walking through. It is so, so pretty at night. Like, it is the Cars Land of Disneyland at night. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. And I realized, um, so when you're standing in Galaxy's Edge, when you're on Batu, you can see all of the the mountains in the distance and they did an amazing job of you know giving those that distance effect and so Mm -hmm. i'm thinking okay those are probably it's probably like cars land where it's kind of a a planar surface and they've just painted different areas of it i went onto google maps and you can see on the show buildings for rise and smugglers just these random patches of mountain of various sizes just like in the you know the this finely calculated position i'm sure to be seen from the right viewpoints that detail like i don't know I, I when i realized that this kind of blew me away 
that that's the level of, you know, we're not going to do a flat. We're going to build the actual rock, but it's going to be here suspended this many feet above the building and, and there and there. I love that area of the park. Galaxy's Edge is chef's kiss. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. It is. You really, I, I will say, like, I know it, there's there's criticism about, like, Disney's most recent stuff and, and all the decisions they've been making. From what I've heard, the new Guardians area is amazing. Um, I've heard the new Guardians ride is possibly one of the best that Disney has ever done. I'm guessing you haven't watched the ride videos. <laughs> I refuse. I, I I know that I'm probably not going there for three years, and I will still not watch it. I almost I for for a second I saw a video coming out because I forgot about pass holder previews, and I was like, mm, what if I wait for this one? Because after this trip, Molly and I are very much like, okay. Now we want to go to Disney World, though, because it's it's bigger, mm-hmm. and there were too many crowds here. Um, and Epcot. And also Epcot, <laughs> and also so and many Epcot. things, and, and, Pandora. and Pandora. Yeah. And... Um, I thought about it, and I thought of you, and I was thinking, man, this would be so cool if I waited. And then it was a surprise, and within, like, five seconds, I clicked on the video and watched it. Yeah, I figured. It. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a good time. It looks like it's very fun. I'm sure the wait is going to be astronomical for the next year or so. But, like, oh, yeah. it looks like they did a pretty good job. Uh, back to Disneyland. Yes, I, I, that was totally roundabout way yeah, of saying no. their land design has been, ama- has been, like, on point the past few years. Yeah. It has been incredible, and it's not looking like it's showing any signs of slowing down. Oh, no, which is very good to see. Um, Also, speaking of Guardians, hopping over to California Adventure, Guardians was the ride that we rode the most by far. I'm not surprised. Because it's so good. And we that was the only one we waited in standby for multiple times, Mm -hmm. just because it's worth it. Um, The rule where you can only fast pass a ride once per day is hot garbage. Yep. That... That was one on our first day. We got a pass for Thunder, walked right on, and we're checking the app and going, "Look, there's a pass for Thunder in 30 minutes. You can only get one per ride per day." And we're like, "That really?" So once you use up all the big rides, you go to the other park. I guess is the logic. Like they're just trying to force people to move around. That I don't know. I I sure hope that they don't keep that. Yeah. Um. It that it was that was a bummer. Sense. It really doesn't. No, but anyways, we rode Guardians, I think, like, seven times, seven or eight times. <laughs> and, the, well, so the funny thing is, so it was Molly's mom who was in a wheelchair because uh, her knee was injured, like, a few months ago, and it still isn't great. Riding Guardians, like, cured her momentarily. She would use a cane to get onto the ride. She'd, like, walk in, and we would request to not go on the side that, to not go on the upper level of loading platforms so we don't have to take the stairs get off the ride and she's just zipping down the hallway, no cane and just like strutting. And then eventually would come back in. And our theory is it just like stretched her spine out enough to alleviate some pain. But I don't like, know, but she should have been careful with that. That, that could have like, that could have raised some questions. <laughs> and that's why like the first time she's like, we'll see it's my knee, not my back. So like it should be fine and got off and felt great. And then it literally got to a point where we were like, well, we've used our passes for everything else. And your knee's starting to hurt again. 
let's go ride guardians and that's what we would do <laughs> it's a medicinal uh, medicinal theme park ride it is and that ride is just it's so good it's so simple but it's so fun and well themed and i don't know i just love it we did get uh the only not necessarily breakdown but the only breakdown that we experienced unfortunately was on guardians and it wasn't a breakdown we started the ride like right out of the gate you know big lift big drop go to your first show scene they i think that's where they break the generator and you know rocket destroys it drop some more second show scene is the guardians escaping we get there and our vehicle stops the screen continues to play the full animation <laughs> which was hilarious because they do that whole like they lift the the vehicle bobs up and down and so the screen like mirrors that parallax yeah. but when you stop it's just everyone kind of lifting and lowering and then for the drop they just like blur everything up the screen uh they stop the car so a cast member comes over and just says like we can see and hear you you're fine don't worry we're gonna bring you back to the load area we slowly go down get pulled back into the load area and some guy on our car had faked buckling his seatbelt somehow and i don't know apparently that's a thing people try to do is like get past the seat which is so stupid because that's the why? one ride you like really need your seatbelt. why what yeah, why so... would you do that <laughs> I don't know. And so we get down there, doors open, cast member points directly at him and says, I need you to step off and come with me. And because <laughs> they can see which belts are buckled and yeah. which ones aren't. So <laughs> instead of sticking to the bit and being like, oh, let me undo my seatbelt. This guy just stands right up and doesn't even pretend and just walks he off. He knows he's caught. Like, like he the, knows he's caught. But my God, I'm sorry. If, I hope this dude listens to us because I want to personally say, sir, you are an imbecile. You are an you are absolute so idiot. stupid. You you be glad that um like the Imagineers and and the Disney company is are required to put in those safety things. Is on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like that that is an engineer. So there is a motto that my uh that my mentor told me that when you're uh -huh. doing design for anything that somebody would touch Imagine uh -huh. you're designing it for the world's dumbest toddler, and they're going to be using it. And I was riding with that toddler, apparently. You you have to do that. I mean, you have to fig try yeah. and figure out any way that somebody could try and kill themselves on, on oh, your yeah. thing. And that's, that's mean, what that guy was doing. Like, that is so dangerous. That's the one ride where on that initial lift, like, I won't hold on to anything because I have the seatbelt and I will feel myself lift out of the seat and I'll feel the tension in the seatbelt holding me down. You wouldn't catch me dead trying to ride that ride without a seatbelt. It's a death wish. Yeah, so, no. Well, I'm, imagine if you went all the way up and because the, they do a quick, quick go up and then reverse, you're hitting the top of that. Yeah, and he did the first two drop sequences, just, like, gripping the hand things, I guess. But so anyways, this cast member takes him just around the corner. He's totally within earshot still. And we have the pleasure of listening to this guy come up with every excuse in the world, being like, oh, I tried buckling it, but I was so excited. I guess I must have sat on it, and it, and it came undone <laughs> or something. And we're all sitting there just kind of going like, oh, that's not going to cut it. Nope. And so... 
they were like, we're going to have to ask you to leave the ride. They, he did. We rode. So we got like one and a half rides out of that, which was awesome. His two friends stayed in the car because <laughs> they were with him and we're getting off and we see them waiting. He's not at the exit area. And they're like, we have his phone. Where, how are we going to get a hold of him? And for like five to 10 minutes after that, cause we stayed in the area they were just standing out there waiting and we're thinking like, did they take that guy to Disney jail? Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> so that was our breakdown. Not quite a breakdown. Thank goodness. But an, an interesting happening. I haven't experienced. Did, did they eventually just like leave the area or did he eventually come out? They no must idea. have because we left to, to go do other things and we walked by later and they weren't there. So he must I, have come out. I wonder, there's a chance. They're, Disney's relatively no-nonsense with stuff like that. They yeah. they could have kicked him off the, kicked him out yeah. of the park. Like, they could have just straight said, like, no, you're you're out. Bye, buddy. Which I think would have been the good move, because that's really stupid. Yeah, well, watch he does it on some other ride or something like that. Okay, so so this yeah. dude, this dude's uh, idiocy besides. So you're at Mission Breakout. What do you think of Avengers Campus? Oh, okay. So Avengers Campus. Uh, we didn't ride Web Slingers, first of all. Okay. Because the lines were too long and we didn't want to buy passes and it just wasn't everyone in our group's cup of tea. So we were all fine skipping it. Avengers Campus. It was a lot smaller than I thought it was going to be. Like narrower. In the area where you're supposed to stand to watch the Spider-Man stunt show, which unfortunately we did not catch. Oh, um, I know. There's not any kind of, like, alcove for people to gather. It's like a standard, I would guess, like, 25-foot wide walkway. It's not the widest part of Avengers Campus by any means. And I thought that was interesting because we were like, where's the Spider-Man thing? Is it is it this? And we saw a guy, like, prepping stuff on the balcony. And we're like, oh, I guess it is here. That's interesting. The one show we did see a lot is there's a show that probably runs every half hour, hour, uh, on the main, like, Avengers headquarters building in Avengers Campus with, like, Black Widow and uh, Black Panther. Some other people get involved and start attacking. Everyone gathers in front of this building, and it's kind of a crowd to deal with. Um, but that that happened very often, and it was the same show every time, which we also thought was interesting. It's not super entertaining to watch stage combat on a balcony that's like 40 feet away yeah yeah there's i mean some people no i will say that like some people like the the indiana jones stunt spectacular and stuff like that where there's yeah. like stage combat i think it's cool when it's used as like a information piece like kind of thing it's like yeah. this is how we simulate combat and we like do camera angles to make it look like they actually hit and stuff like that yeah you can't camera angle a crowd they're they're no. just gonna see that the punch didn't connect and and like and that's what happened yeah is like you've also got it's basically like looking at a, a 2d side scroller video game <laughs> the view you're getting there's very little depth and so you know ideally you'd want one person's back facing you and they're punching someone behind them so you can't see the gap between the fist and the face all of this was just profile so every time there was a, a fake punch or a kick that was nowhere near ahead it was crystal clear and it just seemed like an interesting choice by disney i i think i think that's one of those of 
we're not the audience kind of thing. There's Disney doesn't just be, uh... do stuff for kids. They do stuff for all ages and even yeah. like non-families. And I remember as a kid, I thought those those shows were the coolest things in the world. And if there was a Marvel yeah. one, I would have flipped out. I don't, I don't care how it mm-hmm. was. Like, that that wouldn't matter to me. As an adult, like, I don't know, we're jaded, and so we're looking for those things. And yeah. so, I like, I, I think that's one of those where it's like, it's less, oh, look at this cool choreographed combat, and more like, hey, look, it's Black Widow. Like, it's yeah. Black Panther, or it's, it's, uh... That's definitely you know. the thing they were, you could tell they were going for, like, the, the film relatability, and that's kind of what all of Avengers Campus felt like, was various stages for shows, which is awesome for diehard Marvel fans, like, there is a Black Panther show in the middle, there's the awesome. Doctor Strange show, which we didn't see, but I've seen videos of, and there are huge crowds for, it looks really cool. Spider-Man show, we saw Iron Man out many times doing photo ops. How was the suit? <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was stretchy in some places, so I'll put it that way. It's, no, you could, no, I'm you could dog very... in the suit. Like, like you... No, and like, you know, that, that suit is a tool to do a job, and so yeah. that's what Disney designed. I would hate to be the cast member that's in that suit, because I'm sure it's not comfortable, no. But luckily, they had him in a corner in the shade, like, the whole time. Probably on purpose. So... Yeah, yeah, and I think I think the thing is, like, you, you look, the farther down, I believe in Iron Man 1, there was certain mm-hmm. scenes where Robert Downey Jr. was in a full suit. And, yeah. but not all of them, like, it was right. still CGI. Uh, I think, like, the suit-up scene, uh, like, yeah. he was in a full suit. And they were, like, doing pans around him and stuff like that. But he was standing still. Um, Especially as you get, like, further into the Marvel movies, they started doing just chest up. Because Uh uh, waist movement Mm -hmm. and leg movement is very difficult to get when you're using fake technology. Like, nanoparticles. And so, (laughs) so, like, nanoparticles, it's nothing. It means nothing. It is scientifically... Like what he does with those is pure fantasy. We're we're outside of the realm yeah. of science fiction. Like he patches up a hole in space and his suit doesn't get any smaller. Like there there yeah, yeah, there, yeah. there's whole things with that that I won't get into. But you can't you can't make that as a like combined suit and and have right. it move nicely. It's very mm. difficult. Um yeah. as somebody who's very interested in Iron Man cosplay, I can tell you this is the this is like the thing of do you make something that looks accurate or do you make something that you can move in? You yeah. pretty much have to choose. And yeah. Disney chose move in, which is correct. Which is good. And if you're doing photo ops, like they gave him, there's, you know, the, the sound bites that play in Robert Downey Jr.'s voice. And then there's, you know, his hand pulsers act like, light up and there's there's some things that give the suit some life it's not just a big piece of plastic it was just funny because we talked about that on the episode before i left and i saw it i was like there it is that's (laughs) utility right there that is function over form in its finest um that being said the costumes for all of the you know characters in avengers campus were really good like nothing looked cheap we saw um so it's Black Widow, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, didn't see Doctor Strange, 
A couple from the Eternals came out every now and then to do a, a less popular meet and greet. We noticed yeah. there never really was a line for that one, which... That one's for, yeah. like, sp- specific Marvel fans that, like, read the comics yeah. and and know who they are and stuff like that. I think they're super yeah. cool. Like, like the movie was It was great. cool to see them. Yeah. We were, uh, we were standing near, like, an entrance to backstage where they came out once, and they came out and they said something in character greeting to us and all of us were like hi who are you and then after they left we're like eternals that's it okay. how, how often do you think those poor cast members get the i don't know who you are <laughs> yeah they would go and stand in the doctor strange show area too to do their photos which probably led people to think that they were from like doctor strange mm-hmm. but um that being said the doctor strange area is super cool and i think the best area to hang out in in avengers campus because it's very very dead when there's not a doctor strange show so we ate our food from the pym test kitchen there which will be our next stop in avengers campus it was it was actually better than i thought it would be i got the chicken sandwich because i'm me um it was a chicken filet with a little bit of bun and coleslaw and it was delicious that being said a lot of the foods it seemed like they were going more for novelty over like edibility like there's a salad you could get and it was literally like a head of romaine lettuce on a plate with some dressing and pickled onions (laughs) and you know molly and her dad are trying to figure out how to eat it and he ended up just like grabbing it like a corn on the cob and eating it with one hand which I think was the right choice. I, I have been served, or not, I, I have not been served that. I have had a friend serve that before, like, our junior prom in high school. Yeah. They were served, I can't remember, it might have actually been Miranda ordered that. Um, <laughs> but she ordered, they ordered a Caesar salad, and uh, whoever, whoever ordered it, uh, it came as a head of romaine lettuce, and it literally was like a, what do we do with this? They end up cutting How do you eat with, it? with a fork yeah. and knife there you go. to make a normal did. salad. Yeah, it's uh, it was interesting. I think that was the least, uh, or the most unwieldy food item on the menu. All the other stuff looked pretty good, and the theming inside the restaurant was very cool. I had a good time in there. Also, they have Pingo Dose which I guess is a soda from the MCU, from, like, the Hulk line specifically. Oh. Um, It's, like, a bright green... I might be getting this wrong, but it's, like, a bright, you know, radioactive green soda, and it's delicious and the best soda that we've ever had, and we went back one day just to get a soda from Pim Test Kitchen. Wow. And the cast member was confused. We, We went back at, like, three when there was no line, and I was just like, can I get a drink? And they said, okay, I got to get that Pingo Dose. Um, <laughs> it was good. All right. Good. Keeping keeping that in mind for, for my yeah. trip in a year. Definitely got to keep that in mind. And so the last thing, I guess, is Pixar Pier, which hasn't really changed much since the last time I went. We rode in Credit Coaster. That was probably the second most. Actually, Thunder Mountain was the second most ridden ride. But we rode in Credit Coaster quite a few times. That ride is wonderful and enjoyable and it only gave me a headache on the first time we wrote it after that my body adapted so <laughs> my body <laughs> adapted <laughs> when we when we first got there you know our first ride was haunted mansion slow and then we rode thunder mountain and i think i had a headache during and after 
either from like, you know, screaming a lot or just from the rush and not being on a ride like that in over two years. I don't know. But eventually over the course of our trip, I'd stopped getting headaches on the thrill rides. So my body did adapt. Yeah. I think that's just our slow and egregious climb towards 30. As you exit the age of 21 and you make your way towards the age of 30, things just stop working is my current theory. Things start to hurt just a little more than they used to. For no reason either. Mm. I, I've heard that's just called adult pain. You get to uh, you get to leave. It's, it was a... Uh, no, no. The joke was that um, you get adult pain and it's our punishment for letting ourselves live past the age of like 27. <laughs> oh, as, as was God's will back as, in the good days. As nature intended, we were supposed to die years ago. We're living, you know, two, three times longer than we should have been. And this, this is, is our unnatural. punishment. It's, it's the, yeah. oh, my back hurts. Well, what did you do? I don't know. I don't. Um. It just happened. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we should be, if all things were going according to nature, we should be, uh, you know, on death's door right now. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're, we're in our golden years. Noah, we're in our... Uh, <laughs> we're, we, should, we, should we should be, be retiring. Retiring and, and uh, going to the old folks' home. Uh, okay, so I have... I, I That sounded like that was kind of like your, your like last stop of the recap, but I have a couple questions. Please. Uh, yeah. So first one, you obviously used Genie Plus a couple times. What did you think of it overall? So we used Genie Plus every single day. Okay. Because we needed Fast Passes every single day. Mm-hmm. So... The one, you know, the caveat where you can only fast pass a ride once per day aside. I enjoyed it. I think the app works well. And having a screen to pull up with every single ride, when the next lightning lane window is, and what the current wait time is, and just being able to scroll through it, that was a lifesaver. Instead of having to go around the map, tapping on a ride. Um, also, we linked everyone's tickets up to my phone. So whenever we entered a park scan fast passes i just scanned everyone's all at once and then we could all go in which saved a little bit of hassle i think with everyone needing the app on their phone and and everyone you know getting it on the right screen i still don't like the individual lightning lanes uh paying let's see i think for cars we did 15 it was 15 dollars so 15 times 6 is 90 dollars just to ride cars once and it's it's just like if there's only two of you going or if you're alone then like whatever but for families like that's a lot of money on top of your you know $20 a day per person just to have genie plus yeah i yeah the one good thing that i can think of is photo pass having access to photo pass as a part of genie plus was great and i did not have to take crappy pictures of the ride photo screens i just entered the numbers and we even took a photo pass, like cast member photo, which I don't think I've ever done in front of the cars sign or the cars land sign, just because there was no line and we got a free picture out of it. But yeah, it's, it works. It's just, I wish it weren't this way. I, I don't think we're at like the final version of it. I think there are, I mean, you're, you're talking, they, they're, they're remodeling stuff in um, New Orleans square. Yeah. Um, they're, uh, like they're remodeling stuff at at both parks or at at both U.S. parks. They're doing a ton of new stuff. 
I, I think that this is our first step into the next FastPass system. I, I would be surprised if this is where it stays. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're also not going to change it on a knee-jerk. Like, they right. put a lot of money yeah. into the system. They're going to see how it works. And it does. It, it does work. It does what it's supposed to do. Now it's... Mm-hmm. Then it will be like, maybe next year we see a removal of the one per one per day system or maybe they adjust their yeah. prices or add more stuff into it one thing i wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing is is like if you stay at at the on-site resorts at either parks you just get it like yeah. i think that would instantly like change people's perceptions of it yeah. if you like if you stay there you you just you just have it it's part of your ticket yeah um but so overall it worked but you weren't the biggest fan it it worked it's just expensive but that's the direction disney's moving in right now so that's how it is yeah that's unfortunate um i i agree with you uh i i still i still hold i think it could be like two changes and it's one of the best fast pass systems they've done it's almost there but right now this ain't not yeah, it's not it, and if you change those two things, like, I think people would also start, stop harping on the price, because, I mean, if yeah. I could ride Thunder as many times as I want, yeah, I'll hand you 15 bucks. Like, Yeah, it'd be easy, easy as that, but, yeah. Okay, so the other, I just had a couple just, like, quick rapid-fire questions. Go for just it. fun ones. Okay, favorite place you ate? Honestly, was uh, in the Pacific Wharf area in California Adventure. There's, there's like a margarita place and a Mexican place and uh, kind of like Chesapeake Bay sandwiches and clam chowder place. And then there is a Chinese restaurant that I got the best banh mi sandwich I've ever had. That, um, a, a Moscow mule, which that was my first time having a drink in California Adventure. And I realized that and I was like, this is very grown up of me. Um, it feels yeah, great, no. doesn't it? That, that was like, it was so weird. At, at first I was like, this feels wrong. Should I be doing this here? But they have a whole food stand set up, dedicated to margaritas. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's fine. But uh, that meal actually was probably the most enjoyable one. All right. All right. I yeah, like it. Well, I know, sleeper. All right. So then the next question is, what was your ride MVP? This, like, what was your favorite ride for this specific trip? Maybe not the best ride, but the one, like, hit different for whatever reason. Um, Guardians. Guardians. <laughs> Which I already That's said, I but, like, that was the go-to. It never gets old. It is so fun. The Guardians. Okay. And then the last one. This is just something that I experienced when, when I went. Uh-huh. And I wanted to see. I, I like, held on to this. Uh, okay. To see how you would feel about it, too. Just walking around the park made me want to walk around grand voyage that much more oh yeah when i was in world <laughs> did you have that same experience of like man i wish we could actually do i that. had that thought walking around the grizzly peak area in california adventure because mm. i think that's the only area that roughly that in like galaxy's edge that comes close to kind of the vibe that grand voyage had but i did think that i was thinking like this is pretty cool. It'd be a lot cooler with a giant crystal at the center and some SEA <laughs> stuff, but it's fine. Yeah, I I had that thought. If someday you and I get get into the doors of Disney Imagineering and are actually like working there together, that's gonna be the first thing we throw down on our bosses. Yeah, we like, just shove it down their throat. Desk is just like, hey, 
like we understand we can't do this yet but please just like look at it just just look at it and then just keep it away for a bit let us get some experience but we're coming back to this 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 will be our thesis just wait it'll happen i wish it'll happen but yeah it was it was a good trip i while we were there i remember us saying like near our last day oh this it's really fun but you know when we get back i don't think i'll i'll want to come back anytime soon we got a lot the day we got back molly and i are like we kind of want to go back it was fun (laughs) would have been nice yeah i I always say it's a it's a good trip when you are ready to go home Mm -hmm. and but then once you get back you're ready to go back that's that's how you know you had a good trip when it's when you know it's time to go home but you're also excited for the next and i think our next regardless of where our next one the next time we go to a disney park will likely be disney world which i'm already excited for yeah yeah, no, that that will be so yeah. good. You will have to keep me keep me updated I'm gonna on that. Go so into much. Pandora and I'm gonna look at everything and I'm gonna walk around Epcot and not just go into one pavilion. It's gonna be great. Willa we're gonna FaceTime when you're in Pandora so I can get a live I can, react. I I can get live reaction yeah. and so I can look yeah. at it. Yeah, that too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well I, I think that wraps it up for for a very very good trip recap and what sounds like an amazing trip it was it was and i i have to go through my photo roll i took almost 300 pictures and videos and some of them are of the most obscure things that i was thinking of at the time and i need to go through and remember those because there were a lot of details that i just noticed for the first time on this trip that i want to bring up maybe in the next uh episode yeah. yeah, we. I mean, I don't think anybody would complain about like a part two Disneyland secrets yeah. uh, thing. That would be a ton of fun. So yeah, I think that's definitely in the uh, possibilities. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> well, but I think for this part one, this lengthy part one of this yeah. trip review, I think we are finally at our end. Um, thank you everybody for listening. Um, hopefully you had a good time spending this last hour with us. We always enjoy and appreciate when you do. Um, if you liked it and want to tell us about it, uh, you can leave a review at, uh, on Apple Podcast or on Spotify. Um, there's probably some others. I don't know where they are. They though. exist. Yeah, um, yeah probably. <laughs> uh, you can also send us a message on Instagram at Main Street Meckies, and we will respond to you. That's true. Uh, we promise. So if you have anything, uh, anything you want us to talk about on the show or any like, oh, yeah, I did this too, or heck even corrections please yeah uh, feel free to send us a message because we are definitely not experts we are just uh, enthusiasts <laughs> people that like yeah. it yeah enthusiasts yes that's the yeah that's it put it not crazy no people. no 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 no, no. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening and uh like alex said drop a review it helps us a lot check us out on instagram and uh until next time have a magical day <laughs> Woo-hoo!